Hey folks, good morning and welcome to Short and Sweet, the very first podcast with me, Corey Kukru, and my co-host Heather Atwood. How are you, Heather? I'm great, Corey. We are here at the 1623 Studios up at Blackburn Center for the first of what, hopefully, a very long series of foodcasts about food and cool conversation and local items and that sort of a thing. I think we could go on a really long time, and I'm hoping we do. We had probably a 25-minute conversation, just the two of us, accidentally, right. in the room next door. And that's where this is all this all started, right? Yeah, yeah. So we met, I guess, what, six weeks ago or so? Has and it been that long? Maybe, maybe <laughs> less than that. And the idea was, hey, we want to do a podcast together. And 1623 thought it'd be a great idea to pair you and I. And immediately we hit it off. And the, I think the great thing about talking about food is you just go down these tangents and roads because I mean, everyone loves food. You're an expert. I just eat it. No, wait. But. I am not an expert. Let's just put, get that out on the table right. right away. I am a home cook. And basically, I became super interested in those tangents you started talking about. Yeah. I mean, I love to cook. I cook for my family. I'm, you know, always, 10 years ago, I was just always looking at recipes and always trying to find something new because I thought that kind of changes your life. But I was also writing, and I was writing about people and Food is actually such a great way to enter someone's life and to learn about them, along with the tangents. You know, there's history, there's culture, there's uh, personal history, there's you know your, the history of your community. Food says so much. Right. So that's what we're going to be covering here, right? Yeah, it's really cool. So I guess the aim of the podcast is to share those stories, you know, go down memory lane here for some folks to share some awesome tips, some great recipes, bring in cool guests. Uh, and celebrate all that is about uh, food and drink here in Cape Ann. Yeah. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to work with you because I followed you from afar for years, whether you've been writing for The Times or now The Other Cape, uh, which is great stuff too. So I'm, it's been awesome getting to know you. So I'm looking forward to this. And I have been following you on the bridge. Yeah. You know, all the good, great work you do out there has been fabulous for this community. Yeah. So I can't believe I'm actually in this room with you doing work together. Very cool. So welcome to episode number one, people of Short and Sweet. I thought that name was good. So you can figure out who is who <laughs> <laughs> in due time. So the idea now is each episode, we're going to tackle a different topic, a different food item, a different drink item, what, what may have you. So this week, we are discussing Modiga steaks. Yes. And I insisted that Modiga steak be our first subject because I moved to Cape Ann in 1996. I think I first heard the word Modiga in 1998, and I have not understood what it really meant since then. I've been trying to figure out, what is Mudiga steak? Why is it so great? There's a recipe in my cookbook for Mudiga steak. I'm not quite sure I got it right. You know, I don't have the cultural roots to tell me what this dish is all about. So I need an expert. Well, Heather, you've come to the right place because <laughs> our first guest and expert for on Mudiga steaks is actually my mom, Joanne Kukaroo. Hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> now, we want to let people know, it's not like we didn't have a guest lined up. It just turns out that it's Modigas. My mom lives in the kitchen. She's a baker. She's a cook. Uh, she's, I mean, 20 hours a day, no matter what mood she's in. She's doing something in there. Uh, and so we thought she'd be perfect for this week. So, Well, I have, I have to say, in our original conversation, when you and I were in that room and yeah. we're talking food, 
I said to you, what is the deal with Mudiga steak? I just don't get it. And you're like, well, my mom, she's the expert. If anybody can make a Mudiga steak, it's my mom. Yeah. So, so then right off the top, we should probably explain like what Mudiga steaks are. No, right off the top, I want to know a little bit more about your mom. Sure. So tell us, Joanne, where you grew up, where, you know, what what your life story was real quickly and how you got into food. I grew up on Granite Street in Gloucester, very Italian Jewish neighborhood. My mom was actually English and Swedish, and um, classic that was, story. That was very <laughs> difficult in the Italian neighborhood because we were considered American and not Italian. Even though my grandmother and my father are pure Italian, and so what's their name? Um, their last name was Pino, and um, my mother was a Barrett, so she learned to speak Italian fluently. So I was always with my grandmother, who lived downstairs from us, and cooking. I was always standing in the chair, you know, from three years old, I can remember breaking up yeast, standing in the chair, or helping her in the kitchen, but no one else was. And there were a lot of grandchildren, but I was always intrigued by cooking and family. And I think that food brings family together, and I think that's one of my most important things that I think about when I'm cooking for everybody. Um, the refrigerator is always full. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. um, I make Mudiga steak at least once a week because my grandson's the only thing he will eat other than a hot dog. So Mudiga um, steak is the topic in my house at least once a week. Yeah, my parents have the type of home where if the New England Patriots showed up and wanted Thanksgiving dinner like in four hours, they could have it. It's kind of ridiculous. So is this a Pinot side of the family thing? Was, was Grandma Pinot making Italian, Gloucester Italian dishes? Well, she made, she made Italian dishes. Um, she, uh, she was, you know, always old to us. And um, she passed away in the early 80s. And um, my mom also passed away young. So I became like a grandmother to my brother's children um, in my 20s. And my house became the house. And so I've always enjoyed cooking and having family. And I always worked outside the home. So I always worked a regular 40, 50-hour week, but always cooked. I will be up 1 o'clock in the morning cooking. If I'm nervous, I cook. If I'm happy, I cook. If you just stop over and you want something, I cook. So cooking's just like, you know, a second nature to me. It's just it's very easy for me. So what were you doing outside the home? What was your job? I first worked for the—I was an engineer for the telephone company, and then I chose to stay home with my kids. I believe that a mother should be home with their kids. And then I entered the school district, and I retired three years ago from— Hamilton Wenham School District. So, um, so I was always very busy, very involved with the kids. Coach softball, you know, if it wasn't football coach, I was out there on the football field. I know nothing about sports. I would have Corey sitting there telling me that that was an out, that was a strike. You know, like I, That's I have no football. idea. Well, I know, but people get the idea now. But, <laughs> but yeah, I know nothing about sports. But I've always been one of those people who are very involved, and I'm really involved with my grandchildren now. So there's Corey, and who's who else is in I the have Cooper a family? daughter and a son, and I also um, just about raised three nieces in my house. So I have mm-hmm. um, ten grandchildren, and um, I have a sort of adopted grandson in England. With um, so I do charity work in the Dominican. So um, I love to travel. I'll be off to Peru for the third time, and the first place I go in any country I go to is the grocery store. Because I like looking at the foods and the different things. And I always bring back recipes in my head and try to create what I had wherever I've been. 
So what are, give us one highlight, one of the most interesting things you found in a, the most interesting grocery store. Um, gopher. No and, way. Yeah. Where'd you find gopher? In Peru. And, um. It, you sure it wasn't guinea pig? Well, they have guinea pigs too. And yeah. they serve guinea pig just barbecued on a stick. Did you have walking it? through the streets. No. When I travel, I don't eat meat. I become oh, a vegetarian, yeah, when I'm traveling. And I'm very picky about the foods because I, I travel a lot in third world countries. So I'm very um, picky about what I eat when What's I'm away. the most interesting uh, vegetarian cuisine you've come across? What country has the most, they're doing the most? Peru. Um, Peru has, most of their vegetables are all organic. Um, because I go out into small villages with 20 to 30 people in villages. So the food is all organic. They don't use any chemicals. Um, in the grounds at all and ground that you think that you can't plant anything in. They have these beautiful things. Their carrots are probably a foot long by four inches around. You know, it's just, and the colors are amazing. Now, I had heard that that happens in countries because they simply don't have the economy to buy all these fertilizers and things like that. Is that what was going on in Peru? Well, probably. And where where I am, there aren't stores where you would even see fertilizers or anything. You know, people are selling corn on the street um, and it's very hard. It's very hard to find water. So, um, so they're out there on the sides of the mountains, you know, planting and, um, harvesting. And, um, it's just a great experience seeing how they, other people live. Okay. So we have to have you back on another show. Sure. Okay? So, <laughs> because we have to talk, right. <laughs> exactly. The <Yep>. Peru hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let, let's get back to Mudiga though. So okay. when was the first time you tasted a mudiga steak oh probably when i was a year old <laughs> we always had mudiga steak growing up and mudiga steak can be turned into anything i mean you can put sauce and cheese on it and make a pizziola i mean you know like so what you makes can... it mudiga breadcrumb breadcrumb is mudiga is breadcrumb so mudiga is actually the word for breadcrumb mm-hmm. in yeah, gloucester bread, sicilian bread, right. yeah. okay yes. all right so is that really it is that what mudiga that's is it. breadcrumb that's it okay and yeah. they were a seasoned breadcrumb, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So you would season um, breadcrumb with um, basil, parsley, parmesan, romano, cheese. You start with fresh or dried breadcrumbs? Uh, dried breadcrumbs. Okay. And um, I would add um, either garlic. This has fresh garlic in it. I chop up garlic and put garlic in it. And um, salt and pepper. And you have to be careful of the salt because the parmesan cheese has so much salt in it already. And um, fresh Parsley just really chopped, and that's that's about it. And I know that you can buy, you know, jarred, canned breadcrumb. Well, there's progresso, just, and just doctor it yeah, up. Yeah, You know, oh, okay. with your with your own, just to to make it your own. So our now this Madiga steak is particularly a Gloucester Sicilian dish, right? Sicilian Gloucester yes. dish. Yes, seems so. Yes, I've I've talked to friends I have through Facebook. I belong to a Sicilian website, well, a few of them on Facebook. And I put that out there when That's Corey another said show, he by was the way. going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked them, you know, like, what do they do from Medica Steak? And they're like, what? What is, what are you talking about? So I reached out to friends in New York that are all Italian, and they had no idea. And they're like, you know, asking me, um, you put it in egg, and then you put it in bread. Like, what do you do with that? And... You know, so it, it is a very local. Okay. St. Louis. Do you know about St. Louis? 
No. Mm-mm. Well, no, I saw that you mentioned this. I, I didn't know what you were talking about either. When you Google Muduga Steak, at least on my browsers, all that comes up is St. Louis. Hmm. And they say it's the only place in the country where Muduga Steak is made, and they use this, uh, the breadcrumbs. But they don't really focus on the breadcrumbs. They focus on the cheese. And we do have cheese on our Muduga Steak too, yes. right? Yes. Well, they have a cheese called Provel. And I don't want to talk too much about St. Louis because we're in Gloucester. But isn't that odd? That, that is odd, it's, yeah. It's, and they say, yes. they, they're proud of it. They say this is the only place where Mudigas, and they spell it M-O-D-I-G-A. Oh. Right. So are they Italian? Yes, it seems to be they are Italian. Italian. And people... Is Sicilian? I don't know that. But mm. people, you know, relish the Mudiga steak there, and there's a sauce. There does seem to be... The, so the breaded steak, the, you know, su- with the breaded, seasoned breadcrumbs, the cheese, and then a sauce. A red sauce? No, it's a white sauce. A white sauce. It's white wine based and often mushrooms and um, I saw mushrooms. Interesting. But we don't do a sauce, do we? Oh, no, we don't do a sauce. Okay. And it's always sauce and not gravy. (laughs) 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 That's true, too. Can we make that distinction right now? Sauce versus gravy? Yes, it's sauce. We, you know, Sicilian, it's sauce. It's not gravy. Yeah, gravy's for turkey. Yes, yeah. gravy is for yeah. turkey. Who does That's say gravy? the American side. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so why, do, let's, why don't you describe in, like, you know, step-by-step step, Modiga steak? Okay, so I buy top-of-the-round steak. I usually... Um, and why that? I, why um, that cut? It just has more flavor. It's tender. It has a nice marble to it. And, um, and it's not something you have to tenderize. You know, some people will use cube steak because it's that little bit thicker and very tender. Um, and I have used cube steak for it before. If I and especially if I, you can grill this, so if I use um, if I want to make mudiga steak on the grill, I would use cube steak because it's thicker. It wouldn't dry out, that kind of thing. And you can also, if you use cube steak, you could use cube steak and put it in oil and then the breadcrumb, and then grill it. And omit the egg step because a real a mudiga steak is that you would um, scramble up eggs, you know, um, you know, mix up eggs and bread not crumb. scrambled, just mixed, no, just mixed, yeah, not cooked, mixed, not yeah, cooked, just raw, yeah, beaten and beaten eggs, yeah, and then you dunk it in the egg, dunk it in the breadcrumb. You and have then, your steak, you yes. put it, it goes in the eggs, and then it goes in the seasoned breadcrumbs. Yes, okay, and then it's fried, and I use a Lispania oil because it has half um, olive oil and half vegetable oil. And the frying content is better for that. It doesn't overheat. And it's tricky to get the steak to cook and the breadcrumbs not to burn. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So you just, you know, I think I'm just using it on watch it between low and medium. You know, I put the oil on high to get it to get it warm enough. And then and I think the trick, too, is to have your um, steaks already all breaded because it's a very fast process. So then you fry it. When you see the juices coming out of the steak, you flip it. You know, you don't keep on flipping it back and forth because it will just dry it out. And that's about it. That's that's a mudiga steak. And, and how do you serve it? We can serve it as a main course with salad and vegetables and potatoes. Or most people like mudiga sandwiches, you know, which, um, you know, it's just a mudiga steak between two pieces of bread. Um, some people will put lettuce we, and tomato. Some okay. people will put mayo. Some people just like it plain. 
Okay. And I even like it the next day in cold. Cold. That's what yes. I like in a sandwich. You know, you know? just mm. grab a piece awesome. out of the refrigerator. Just eat it. It blows my. I wonder if people around here actually, if you can get Madiga steak subs. Because we've thought about, we've talked about Madiga and eggs, because we've had a few places around, like Morning Glory, that was a staple on their menu for years. Mm-hmm. I think George's does it. Gumbadi's might do that now, every now and then, that new place in Brown's Mall. Uh, so there are a handful of places that have always done You had it. breakfast there recently, right? Yeah, it was there a couple of days ago. It was Looked great. Good. Yeah, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. 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 And he was the cook at Charlie's Place for years. Oh, that um, makes sense yeah. then. Yeah, nice. Uh, Militello's. Go. Good family. Yeah, I loved it over there. It was really nice. So, but yeah, I always wondered if, because you never see like, could you get Madiga bites like on a pizza or Madiga subs? Surfside, are you listening? Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. Surfside has a Madiga sub. Yeah. Okay. And Virgilio's does. Well, Virgilio, yeah, you can do that sandwich. Yep. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a sandwich. sandwich. That's great. But I think Surfside is a sub. Um, But Madiga bites on pizza, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody get on that. Yeah, Let please. us know. Yeah, exactly. That'd be beautiful. I've got it covered, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why don't you bring one of those in next week? So, and I want to ask a question, too, about, so there's Madigas, right? Is there any similarity between, like, a Madiga and Spadini's? Do you know what Spadini's are, Heather? No. Do you want to explain what Spadini's are, Ma? Well, I think I do. Wait a minute, but I want to hear your yeah. explanation. Yeah, you can um, do spadini or brogelol. It's just the the same, you know, one the same. Is that spadini is that you bread it and um, smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. But and is it red tender. meat or chicken or veal? You can use any. Okay. And uh, the reason why you use um, beef within the mudiga is because veal was too expensive. Right. I was so ask it always that too. started out with veal, and then a lot of people wouldn't eat veal. You know, and so they started using um, steak and um, a beef steak. And we always had the beef steak because, you know, there was no money to be found. You know, we're all fishermen families. And so we always had it beef. But the real Mudiga steaks were had originally started out with veal. So that's a really good question because it's the same breadcrumbs. But were you calling it spadini? Yes. You weren't calling it Mudiga then. Like when did this Mudiga word happen? Well, it had to be... Um, I think, too, in Gloucester, because of the slang, you would just say breaded steak. Yeah. So if you were Italian, you would just say Medica steak. Yeah. Because if you notice, steak's not in Italian. It's Medica steak. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think a lot, especially, I think the way immigrants can acclimate to the culture is you start start learning the language phonetically. So there's a lot of the words are corrupted, Mm -hmm. and then it turns into something different entirely, and then you own it at some point. So I don't know if Madiga is an offshoot of that or if this Modiga is a corruption of Modiga. Well, I always wondered if the Italian word for breadcrumb or in – is it Terrazzini where so many Mm -hmm. of the Gloucester people Mm -hmm. come from Mm -hmm. in Sicily? Whether there was a word there that came here and got corrupted – well, I think it ha- it had to be right. um, because you know what too is I had a son, I have a son-in-law that's all Italian, and whenever we spoke Italian in the house, he would laugh because like ours it was just slang to him, you know it it wasn't um, you know the, he couldn't make heads or tails what we were saying to him, yeah, and he would just laugh at us because it's you know Gloucester's own derivative of Italian. Well, and I think that the Modiga steak in Gloucester, forget St. Louis, but in Gloucester it's got to be really the almost the most Gloucester thing we have. 
because spadini is a word that that's an Italian word. I mean, and braccio, mm-hmm. braccio, braccioni, the roll, Brichel. is it a rolled beef? Yep. Yep. It's a rolled beef with breadcrumbs, yes. right? With mm-hmm. breadcrumbs. But other cultures use that, but mm-hmm. nobody says modiga, right? Yeah. It is weird, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, I think this is why it's important to have this be our first episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> this is Gloucester food, right? So now we've talked about it, Heather. But at some point, we have to look at this and eat it, for crying out loud, we right? Sure do. This is yeah. why we're here. This is the best part yeah. of the gig. Joanne right. brought us some yeah. uh, Modiga steaks. We'll yes. reveal that for you, too. Kitchen opened early in yeah. the today. <laughs> so I want to ask, when you were young and doing this and cooking, yes. were you? would you go down to the butchers downtown to get the meat? Oh, yeah, I would go to Truppiano's. And because, and this is why I'm, I can't buy meat. I always used to just watch a butcher and say, I want to make a uh, mudiga steak. And he would cut it and give it to you. I want to make um, a meat soup. And he would cut it and give it to you. So we never really knew what cut of meat we were getting. He knew what he to give you. He just knew what to give us. And so, um, so it was very hard. It was very hard to go out and buy meat when these small butcher stores were closing. Yeah, it's so but, sad. Um, yeah, we always went into Truppiano's or um, Joe Popcorn's. Yeah, right. And um, Who's Joe and Popcorn? Gro- grocery, Joe Shimitaro. Um, and he owned a grocery store. And mm-hmm. so they were very close. They were near Scalafani, on one side of Scalafani and on the other side. Scalafani so, bread Yes, right there. Scalafani yeah. bread. So what's meat soup? Meat soup is just exactly like chicken soup, but made with meat. So some sort of beef, do you... Yep, and a chuck. I a use chuck. chuck. Do you brown it first or no? No, yeah. no. Make it exactly like you would chicken soup and, you know, throw a couple bones in there and... Very cool. All right, I might have to make that. Or you might have to make it. Maybe yeah, easy, easy okay. thing. I will Growing up was, uh, was pretty fun, Heather. I bet, you know, it, yeah. I bet it was wonderful. Because our family had a wharf at the end of Commercial Street for years. Cooper Brothers Producers Fish. So every day my dad would just come home with a clear plastic bag full of haddock or whatever seafood it was. But it was mo- a lot of haddock. And then on the other nights it would be, you know, Medigas and whatever else. We were whipping mm-hmm. up a lot of cost Bista, pasta, like crazy, too. Yeah, another yeah. corrupt, well, let's stop saying corrupted. Adapted Gloucester word, yeah. bista, right? right. For yeah. pasta? Yeah. Bista. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And zugu. Yeah. Zugu is the sauce. Zugu. Zugu. Yeah, zugu is yeah. sauce, yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm. So why is there there no mudiga cod or mudiga haddock? Oh, well. Would, would you say that? There would is. You? Well, I do, I do bread. You fish. bread fish, but you don't say that, right? You don't. No. You don't call it mudiga. No fish. No. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, I've only yeah. heard mudiga steak ever. Yeah, in fact, steak. when you started doing mudiga chickens for right, um, for Keith's right for a yeah. grandson, for my grandson. So that's the first time I've ever heard of that. But then I ate it and was like, "Geez, well, yeah. Why aren't you doing this for everything?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. It was great. And it's the same breadcrumbs. The same breadcrumbs. Same breadcrumbs. Same, yeah, same, awesome. same breadcrumbs. Yeah. You use that same base. You know, people didn't have money, you know, and everything um, came out of one recipe. You know, oh, well, I think I could use that breadcrumb for something else, or I could use, you know, I could turn that steak into another meal the next night by putting sauce and cheese on it. You know, we do the same thing with chicken soup. We never put our chicken in the soup, never took the chicken off the bone and put it in the soup. You put the chicken in oil the next night and breadcrumb and then baked it in the oven, put it in the oven and for it to brown. So you had two meals so out of one chicken. So after the chicken was in the soup, then you took it out you and you cooked the, it? Yes. Yes. That's so, super um, interesting. Huh. Because of money. People yeah. didn't have money. And um, 
And I find those those recipes and that food seems to be the better foods that, you know, we enjoy and uh, really feel the family still enjoys. Well, and there are ways of getting flavor out of these these foods that are like mm-hmm. another layer of flavor, which right. I think is really interesting. And that's what I, I'm guessing we're going to get in the Modiga. But I have one more question, and it's a real cooking question. Well, no, it's a home cook question. Do you make a big batch of the breadcrumbs and freeze them? Do you no. make... You make them fresh each time? Yes. Uh, that's what makes them really good, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough freezer space with three refrigerators and a 30-cubit foot freezer <laughs> to put bread. Because <laughs> the Patriots might show up, right? Yes, for real. <laughs> exactly. We are prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three refrigerators, a couple of freezers, closets. So there's no stuff. room for one it's little bag nuts. of crumbs. <laughs> no, it's like aisles four and five at Stop and Shop or in the house. Yeah. Anybody can come any time of the day. And if you need something extra, it's in the closet. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's just backups to backups to backups in the closet. Okay, freshly grated Parmesan or um, box? Freshly grated. Okay. Always. All right. All right, good. You know, I put I bring the grated to the table. Everybody grates their own cheese. Nice. Like if they're having something, we're having something with cheese, the grater's on the table with the cheese in it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ready? Okay, should we try some of this? I'm Absolutely. dying. Now I'm really hungry. Okay, so um, if you give us a couple pieces of bread there, Stefani's yep. bread. Oh, my gosh. Look at how beautiful they are. There you go, folks. Wow. The real thing. The real thing. Aunt Joe's. We call you Aunt Joe, right? Yeah. Aunt Joe's. What, whatever steak. you want. We're going to make these famous. You got the Stefani's. You got the accent. <laughs> Here, you want to get one? All right, sure. I should leave They're the big. Here. They're big, big, big. I know. These are beautiful. Okay. So I'm just going to lay it on the bread, right? Yep. Here you go. Are you having Here, one? Here, actually, I'll pass no, you one. I'm no, not, I'm not having You're one. You're not having no, one? thank you. I'm having three then. Yeah, I know. Yep. I did not have breakfast this morning. Are there any meat eaters on the crew? I'm all set. Thank oh. you. Yeah. You can always count on Noah. We've got Ava and Noah here helping us out today. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, if All you're right. just tuning in, folks, it's the first, the very first podcast of Short and Sweet with Heather Atwood and Corey Kukru. How is everyone out there? And we're enjoying Madiga steaks. This is a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so here's another uh, piece of lore that I came up with, which may or may not be true, that the fishermen would have them like at for breakfast at four o'clock in the morning because they were going out and it was they needed a real meal. Yeah, it, it, that with eggs. I yeah, mean, you know. Italians aren't fussy about when they eat their food yeah. or what they're eating. So breakfast doesn't necessarily have to be bacon and eggs. It can, it can be anything. It can be cold spaghetti. Yeah. It can be cold pizza. It, it, you know, it really doesn't matter. We're not, we're not fussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my, my first taste of the, the honest mudiga. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm. Oh, my gosh. They're good. Mm. So is this your first Medica steak? You've made this them before. The, I've made them. Not as good as this. Mine were too thick. I don't know why. Um, if the you flavor go... is so good. And the, the breading is like just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's almost the perfect balance of meat to flavor in the breading. Mm-hmm. That's what I really like. And you get a little bit of the crunchy olive oil part. Yeah. It is really, really good. It's number four on the meat slicer. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a piece I missed. 
It's number four in the meat slicer. Because okay. if you buy it just packaged, you know, like sandwich steak or whatever, mm-hmm. I would have to double those up like, and put it in the batter and cook them together because they're too thin. Right. You lose the That's meat. That's what happened to me. I didn't buy that because I was worried that it's, this is going to fall apart. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This is, but I think it's really all about your breadcrumbs. Okay. They, they, they are, yeah. It is really Good. delicious. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have three or four of those today, no doubt. And so I'm going to, um, I'm also going to say that you made these this morning mm-hmm. and they were warm, but they're not piping hot and they're delicious. Like I can definitely see mm-hmm. this being, you know, take one out of the refrigerator the next day. Yeah, and have try it as one a next sandwich. day. Yeah, definitely. Really yeah. good. And it doesn't it doesn't um, get tough either mm-hmm. in the refrigerator. You know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's, it's, it's an easy it's tender. an easy meal. Mm-hmm. It's an easy meal. Well, browning everything is not simply a, an easy meal. I mean, doing that frying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people back off. But to get it right, I think it's tricky mm-hmm. to get the breadcrumbs cooked and browned and to get the meat cooked through. So, And some people um, dredge their meat in flour first, then do the egg wash and then the breadcrumbs. Oh. And I don't find that necessary. A lot of people do it because they feel, um, one, that the breadcrumb won't fall off when you're frying it because mm-hmm. that, that does happen. And um, I think having your meat at room temperature, that it's better that the breadcrumb doesn't fall off. And some people think by dredging it in flour first, it's a crunchier layer on the outside. But I don't, I don't find that necessary to do. Yeah, this so. is pl- deliciously crunchy. But it's not too crunchy, too. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not fighting with your mouth. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. no, it's really delicious. So what are you making for dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know what I'm making for dinner tonight. Really? Just, yeah. No, no kids tonight. I don't. I don't know. No, no kids tonight. Well, you do have. To I can just text in my order, Heather. Oh, swing by. Really nice. <laughs> yeah. That is really nice. So, what do you think, Atwood? I'm Episode sold. one, Madiga steaks. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I learned everything I need to know about Madiga steaks. Like I understand the concept mm-hmm. now, and I now I I have not tasted really. The only ones I've tasted were mine, and I just wasn't sure I was getting it right, and mm. I wasn't. Oh, come this on over any time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we can share that quick recipe online for folks. It's quick and oh, easy. Yeah, it's just quick and, and easy. And people should leave their comments on your Facebook page, yeah, right? Yeah, people have been all morning. Oh, good. Yeah, so let us know. And if you want us to cover any particular uh, food topic or drink topic, anything localized here uh, in and around Cape Ann, uh, let us know, and we will tackle that at some point, I'm sure. We might go over the bridge sometime. I don't know. It's possible. But, yeah, possible. It's possible. Right. That'd be new right. ground for me, but yeah. we, that, that can happen. <laughs> well, we're not sure. But keep your, yeah, the suggestions, local suggestions for now. That'd be great. Yeah. Mom, thanks. Thank you You're so welcome. much, See? Joanne. And you were nervous. Well, you know, I don't like being in front of the camera. No, that was great. You did a great job. And you taught me every... Actually, what I really want from every episode is to learn something. Yeah. So I learned a lot. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. That was really welcome cool. welcome anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we're going to be calling you up. To that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are probably every show. We, we need to... If you're not a guest... You'll be a phone call. Oh, okay. Possible, yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. Good, good? Yeah. Okay, Heather. Thank you. Cheers to you. Oh, Many happy returns. Yeah, this is short and sweet. This is the start of something new. My podcast friend. Yeah, this will be a good time. So, okay, thanks again, Mom. Okay. All right, I'll see you in a little bit. Thank you. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time on Short and Sweet. Adios for now.
All right, folks, this is the short and sweet side dish now. A little bonus footage you're going to get because we didn't get into, Mom, the side dish here, which is the leftover right. breadcrumb now yes. from the Modigas. Modigas side we, dish. Yes. Right? <laughs> we, don't ma- we don't waste anything. So any of the egg that's left over and um, the Modiga, the breadcrumb that's left over, we mix together and um, with any leftover vegetable. Well, you mix the, the egg, egg into the breadcrumbs. into the breadcrumb. And add a vegetable to it, any leftover vegetable or something that you want to get rid of or just put, you know, chunks of mozzarella cheese in it. And you fry that into patties. So the two so I've it's done. It's like a dumpling? Not a d- dumpling, but it's a, it's a fritter. Just, just oh. like a fritter. Yeah. Wow. And fried into a patty. So today you have, um, I made some with asparagus and some with artichokes. Um, I had that left over, so um, that's what you have today. And I just put a little bit more cheese in it and just fried them. And so there's no waste into making Madiga steak. That is brilliant. Do you want to try this, Heather? Are you kidding? This is like my favorite kind of thing, completely. So this one is which one? Uh, Let me see. Oh. That one. I was going to use my fingers. You can. Absolutely. Use your fingers. Let's just see. So it's asparagus and and asparagus. Okay. This is asparagus. Oh my yeah. gosh, it looks so beautiful. Mmm. Mm. Good. Mmm. Yeah. Of course, I love asparagus in every single way, shape, and form. Uh huh. So you can eat these hot, but cold. These just are grab so it. Good. You know, I would take them to work with me to first, you know, and these eat that. Almost better much. than the steak. <laughs> well, <laughs> these are so good. Yeah, I keep a couple in the glove box. <laughs> so mm. I make them, you know what, too? They're great with um, sautéed mushrooms. Like if you just wanted to have the fritta and put sautéed mushrooms over it, um, even some melted cheese on the mushrooms. I mean, like you can do a thousand things with them, and you can put sauce on them, red sauce on them, you know, zugu. Oh, that's a good idea. Would be yeah, good. it would be um, really good, the zugu. Yeah, so, okay, so this is the artichoke. I love artichokes almost as much as I love asparagus. So, mm. yeah, you can't go wrong. It's just the crumb, the crumb mm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But they're hearty, not too heavy, mm-hmm. and really, really flavorful. These are okay. Mudiga side dish. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. Okay. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And nobody ever told me about this part. Yeah. We don't waste anything. Yeah. So, folks, if you have ideas for us, like we said, a food or drink topic, hit us up here at Short and Sweet. Anyone, you can find me personally on Facebook uh, or Heather as well uh, or any of uh, 1623 Studios outlets. So that is it. Thanks, Mom, once again. You're welcome. Heather, we'll see you next time. Okay. Goodbye. I'm going to finish my Mudiga side dish now. (laughs) 